This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub, Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. Feral Audio. From New York City, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry Podcast. Hey, everyone. It's the Todd Berry Podcast. This is Todd Berry. Hello. That you weren't supposed to speak. Oh God. You screwed up. I do this I do this opening the same way where I make a speech. No one talks for twenty minutes. (laughs) And then you chimed in. Yeah, I'm gonna slip out. (laughs) You uh you screwed up. Something I had something good going. Yeah, I know. Um this is Kate Berlant. Uh, Hi. Hi. Comedian Kate Berlant. Thank you. But I, I guess I didn't have to spell out that you're a comedian. Hmm. Like 98% of my guests, she's a comedian. Why do I only interview comedians? I don't know. It's, I got to branch out, right? Yeah. It could do a lot for you and your listeners. I, th- I think it's because I can only talk to comedians and musicians I can talk to. I but love I, tradesmen. <laughs> tradesmen? Yeah. Like a, what would be a good, a good example of it? Like a carpenter or something? Yeah, steel workers. Steel workers. I should, the next three people I talk to are going to be steel workers. Good. How do you even find steel workers? They're everywhere. You'd be (laughs) shocked. They're... Are they in lower Manhattan? You can't turn a corner. Yeah. they are. Maybe they are. They're they're a lot of steel worker. They're really condensed in this area. Did you... uh, What jobs did you have before? What's the last time you had a job job? I was working for a woman... uh, Oh, I think uh, I knew this. The energy healer? Did I tell you about this? Oh, you were like a personal assistant, right? Yeah. I was working for this woman, I guess this was like just over a year ago. Yeah. And she practices Jin Shin Jitsu, which is like the most esoteric Japanese energy healing uh-huh. practice. Yeah. And it's so, I mean, I'm so violently incompetent with like, like she, you know, had like Excel spreadsheets and all that for me and I was supposed to do her taxes, but then also... It would just be like, okay, Google images of lighthouses. And I would make her PowerPoints of lighthouses and sun streaming through windows and like fetal color charts. And she, um, I actually uncovered the memory recently that she slapped me. <laughs> she slapped you? <laughs> your boss? It was, it, was your... Play, it was playful, but it hurt. And Yeah, that's, been a, that's yeah. always a rough call when someone yeah. like does She a... paid well, so. She did? Yeah. Oh, she gets a slap then, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it wasn't a real slap. <laughs> no, we just were, uh, cause she, when I first met her, I went in to talk to her about it and I, I had just been coming up. I just had like a small cough and I was like, <clears throat> and she was like, oh, you're sick. And I was like, no, 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 just a little. And she was like, oh, it's in your throat. Yeah. Fear. That's where all your fear is, is in your throat. And I never had like disdain for her or what she was doing. I just felt just unattached. I like the combination of all this healing and then spreadsheets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So often the two in close alignment. Yeah. There's fear in your throat. And uh, <laughs> can you update the latest Excel? There's a new update coming out. Uh, I think it's really good. I think it's worth getting. It's, yeah. Did you? Um, so she paid well. Yeah. She lives in a really gorgeous How apartment. How does she make money? Soho. Doing this? Does she see like people to come over? and then She they... has regulars that come over for an hour. She has a little studio in there. Her husband's a doctor. So their relationship, fascinating. He, so he's a doctor and she's a kind of a... Yeah. A kind mind. Of a what kind of doctor was he? I, th- I don't know. Just general practice, had a practice in, you know, I wonder if like that, Greenwich Village. Like, I wonder nice. if... I like that you call it Greenwich Village. No one calls it Greenwich Village. Really? Well, they do. You just don't hear people. People usually say the village. Oh, yeah. I'm... No, but it is Greenwich Village. Fashion, yeah. I like that. Mm. 
I like that a lot. Do you, um, <laughs> do you, so she would, would you see these patients or was? No, no, no. I, I mean, I would check them in. Hey. And then, uh, mostly just pretending to work for hours and just kind of being on Gchat. Had some huge tweets. That's did when you? I really got into Twitter was at that job. Did she, um, I got my first Rob Delaney fave. You got a Rob Delaney fave. My oh first my God, one. That's a right of on passage. The job. Yeah. And then, of course, he followed out of respect. And... <laughs> he did a respect follow? <laughs> Man, that's all. That's a big, Twitter-wise, that's mm. a big day. I remember. Yeah, I get a, a few faves from him. Oh, yeah. But, uh, so, these people, do they seem, I, I don't want to talk about people's, the patients specifically. Yeah. Unless you have their names. I'll reveal it all. Unless you have yeah, their names. Yeah, I have no. <laughs> so, you just, I don't even, why would you go see a healer? I don't, I guess I don't know enough about it to have any questions I mean, about it. it's funny because at the time that I was doing it, it's the kind of job where if you're in comedy, people are like, you are going to get so much out of that. Yeah. And I never felt that. But then it did absolutely seep in. I mean, I, I think I've always been just kind of interested in like the language of spirituality or in like the suggestion of that need and kind of the consumerist kind of a oh it's kind God. of like capitalist like the I want to ask you soothe. to leave now yeah yeah <laughs> to like soothe like capitalist boredom it's like the ultra rich kind of coming in and having this woman just kind of like barely oh okay so people who are like I'm a billionaire but I'm also spiritual yeah or like help me but I need help I only have 34 million dollars in the <laughs> bank but I feel empty yeah well give it all away yeah I really yeah <clears throat> the emptiness so you avoid 33 million Mm-hmm. That's what I do every time I make thirty-four million. I give thirty-three of it away. That's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> that's huge. So, how long did you work for this this woman? Mm, not too long. I was trying to think about that the other day. Uh, uh, I was there for like a year and a half. That's a pretty long time. Year, yeah, yeah. Did she ever come see you do comedy? No, it was always discussed, and luckily, it never happened. It would have been fine. She's very, you know, sweet. She's listening. Wow. Um, no, but she never came. We're not bad mouthing her. No, we're not. Except for the slap. I haven't revealed her info. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Slap, but the slap she seemed like it was, it was a playful slap. Yeah. Let's clarify that. All the way Still already startled me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got to have a gentle touch when you do the play slap. We're at very close range. So what? What? any other good jobs you have? Um, I had some other personal assistant stuff. And I worked, and then I've had sort of jobs over the years working for artists, like in their like studio assistants. Oh, really? Yeah. Are they crazy? Um, I guess no. Some are, no. No, I find that classically the people that like do the craziest work or something, they're not like crazy in their. That's true. I know a couple of painters, artists life. who are pretty chill, nice people. Yeah, I think they're usually very diligent and just kind of inward. Have you ever done like a celebrity personal assistant thing? No, like a pseudo celebrity, but no. Or n- not even the daughter of someone. Really? Yeah. Okay, we don't have to reveal. But what did the... I would never reveal. I signed something, you know. Oh, did you a non-disclosure or confidential? Can you tell me what the daughter's mother or father did? Uh a director. Okay. Yeah. You'll tell me later. Yeah, okay. yeah, we'll talk about it. Oh man, we're gonna have the best conversation off, when these mics mic, turn off. Yeah. So how was that? That was a similar situation where I was just happy to have it because it was it was paying well and it was kind of low impact psychologically or just kind of could just ignore it in a way. Um but yeah, surreal. I mean, just being in people's living environments with them and really seeing how they live and them kind of trying to help have you help them, but I also couldn't. <laughs> Did the daughter, you helped the daughter because of her job, not because of yes, her life it was, being... Well, a... it was kind of both. She was at the moment, she wasn't working. She was between jobs. Uh-huh. And it was kind of like she was trying to lose weight in preparation for like a high school reunion. And she needed an assistant. So... <laughs> that's, a, that's a personal trainer, I think. That's not a personal assistant. <laughs> but I, I was just there to sort of listen and then assemble her printer, which I actually broke. And then... Um, you know, was drive it, what her, kind of printer was inkjet? Yeah, it was an inkjet, oh, and man, I just that's, gently. That's, that's ten minutes of work. I gently, I just, I overextended the scanner top, and there was a snap. Oh, she had an all-in-one, huh? <laughs> and I, I have an panicked. all-in-one too. I, I, I can't say I use the any of the functions except the print. I've really been. I need to get a printer. I've been really flirting with the idea. Well, the good news is they're 
45 dollars <laughs> yeah. if you have that kind of cash yeah i need to just do it so i yeah i was i i've never had a personal assistant i feel like i would be a great boss because i think mm-hmm. i'd be like there's nothing to do for four hours go uh can go wander around go to the movies i don't care yeah but then I, I guess I couldn't afford. Then I'd be like, I just paid that person for four hours of. Yeah, it's strange dynamic for sure. I feel like it would be. Uh, I bet working for like someone super famous is like amazing when they're like, You're, "We're going to Paris together," and I need it. And then when they're stressed about their job, then they torture you. Yes. But I'm sure there's some that don't do that. Of course, of course. But I need a personal assistant bad oh. to to orchestrate my podcast guest uh-huh. schedule. Yeah. I got Give people us. churning in. I got people churning. That's not the right <laughs> word. I got people coming in here every eight, eight days. I'm churning. Yeah, with, yeah. My mind is churning looking for the right <laughs> word to use and not using it. So you did a show in Brooklyn last night, right? I did. The old big terrific. How was that? That was an all-star lineup, right? So fun. I always, I love that show. It's one of my Do favorite you? shows. Yeah. Pete Holmes. Pete Holmes, James Adomian, Max couple Silvestri. A couple out of uh, town guests. Mm-hmm. Some out of towners. Was it Max's uh, album release party? That was the, the previous night, which I was actually on as well. At a oh little field. God. Yeah. Yeah. You really got to know Max. Really. An angel. So how long did you do last night? That's I think a, it was like a, just what under a terrible 15. question that is. Who cares, yeah. right? What, <laughs> 12 I did to 15. 17 hours. That's so weird <laughs> that you asked how long a set yeah. I did because I did 17 hours. It brought out a lot. That was yeah. a terrible question. My God. You and I did a Brooklyn show that was kind of not good. Let's not mention where it was oh. or what it was. Okay. But it was in a place where I walked in. I was like, this is not going to be good. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I pulled it off in a sort of bloodbathy this yeah. is horrible, and everyone was laughing. Like the sound was, was terrible. The sound was impossible. And it was like eight acts in; they still hadn't figured out. Like, yeah. Well, you just have people talking into a microphone, and it's just echoing against cement walls. You should you should work this out, like at five in the afternoon or something. Yeah. Or in the evening. Would five in the evening, or is that five in the afternoon? It's the, it's <clears> the early evening. I never should have said five because that's one of those gray areas. It's the cusp. If I had said two, it'd be clear. Like, but Six, then people would have been evening. like, two is a little early for a sound check. Yeah, that's grueling. <laughs> There's no, no win in this business, man. <laughs> I got to get out of the business. How long have you been doing comedy? Um, Well, here, you know, I never know how to answer that, but I truly, I mean. That's an easy one. When did you go on stage first? Okay, when I was 17. So it's coming on 10 years, I guess. Wow, which is horrifying. But you took some, 17 you went on stage? Yeah, yeah. Where at? Okay, well, it was my senior year of high school. And I went on at my high school. I did like, it was like in the block box theater. Uh-huh. And I did like, um, I don't know how long I did. It's like maybe 10 minutes of like hyper. I came out in the wheelchair wearing a kimono uh-huh. and like just did one liners for 10 minutes. Did yeah. you write these one liners? Oh yeah. Where did you go to high school? I went to a girl's school in Los Angeles called Archer. An all girls school. Really? Yeah. Celebrity people, celebrity daughters go there? A couple, yeah. They had to just put me away. Did you like this school? So it was a private school. Yeah. I um, I didn't like it because, well, I mean, I have fr- I made friends there that I'm still in touch with. And it's a, like all girls schools in Los Angeles. It's just surreal. It's such a weird environment. It does seem weird. And it just breeds like horror. And then also like weird utopian elation of like all girls school life. What is, what is which is you, great. If I have a daughter, I'll send her. <laughs> I'll send her right there. About it? Um. Uh, yeah, I guess just the, the all, just like all girl. I mean, I went there from seventh grade through senior year. And so it's just the strain and it's a small school. That's a long time to not be around. Yeah. I mean, you're around. The thing about girls schools is that those are the girls that are like getting like banged out when they're, you know, young. It's like they go crazy. Really? Because they're just in there. Yeah. Did there are male teachers there, right? Yeah. Whew. Oh, did they? Uh, <laughs> did they? Well, you know. It seems like Who every knows? school has one of those. Yeah. One or two. And it's then they tell a buddy. It's kind of, yeah, there was something like that when I went to high school. And just like, really? One of the students? Like, But I think this guy married her. Yeah. But 
it just doesn't seem, uh, what's the word? Right. Doesn't seem right. <laughs> That's the word I was looking for, right. El Rongo. So you went on at 17. How long before you mm. went on a second time? Uh, oh, like immediately I started going to open mics at the Laugh Factory. When you were 17? Yeah. I didn't know And this. I was about to turn 18. I was 17 and then, yeah. You're not even allowed into the Laugh Factory. Right? I had a fake ID. Did you really? Yeah. This is a classic... I want to get on stage so so bad that I, I got a fake idea. Lining up at 5 p.m. Like on Tuesdays. I feel like this is not a true story. Really? It's so real, yeah. So what is, what is the true. process of going on? I've heard stories about the Laugh Factory where like, I guess I, I've gone on there a few times, but where they'll be like, yeah, you uh, will have an audition for you and it's nine months from now. Yeah, yeah. There definitely was that kind of like, you know, carrot, like dangling, but that was never really solidified. But also, I mean... It was, I think it really was like five o'clock on Tuesdays. I remember lining up for it. Yeah, I've done that for the, I think the comic strip up here has that. I don't know if they still have that. Yeah. And then it's, is it not first come first serve, is it? Or is it? I think just, it is. Or is it, it is a line and then that's like the number, it's like the, 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 the lineup. Yeah. In, whew, yeah. So did you get on most of the time or no? Yeah. I if, if I went, I got on. Really? Yeah. Maybe there were a couple times where I didn't, but I really feel like How every time. How long did time... you have to stand in line for? Hmm. I mean, it could have easily been 45 minutes. That's not that bad. No. I mean, it's... I, <sighs> yeah. The, the memory... I really haven't, you know, dug into this in a while. It's there. I actually recently... <laughs> this is repressed memories? Mm -hmm. I recently found in my old room, like, all the laugh... Like, they would give you the, the tickets that said, you know, Laugh Factory... Which I think is just almost like a, it was like a weird, like fetish object. You're like, oh, I'm a comedian now. And they like, give you these tickets. Right. Was but... it a drink ticket? No, no. Oh, it was just like a, a ticket? stack of tickets. It said Laugh Factory. Oh, is it to invite people? Yeah, I guess to invite oh, people. So you could load then, the audience? Yeah. Pack them in. And was the show in the afternoon? Was it like a seven o'clock show or something? I think it or was. That, I just remember like afternoon. having to be there at five. Yeah. And I'm not sure when the show was. It wasn't that long ago, Kate. You're making it sound like you've been doing it. <laughs> oh, this, was in, oh. this was in the 30s. Come on, man. I'm 89 uh, now. I was a flapper. And, uh, yeah. So you did comedy in L.A. for how long? Well, that was just, that was the summer. So I graduated from high school that summer. I was doing the Laugh Factory stuff. And then I was miserable because I, I went to Bard College upstate for a year. Oh, in Annandale? Yes. I, which I ended up really liking. That seems, that but, always seemed intriguing, that school. It's really beautiful and it's a fantastic school. It yeah. is. But I was really devastated because I wanted I wanted to go to Chicago to start doing comedy in Chicago or I wanted to move uh, to the city, to New York. So I went up there and I was doing, there was an open mic once a week um, that I did. In New York? In uh, upstate in the woods. Oh, really? At this college. So once a week I was getting up and I was doing it with like a few other people. Dan Wilbur, who's here I know in the Dan city. Wilbur yeah. from Boston, right? Um, or he lives in Boston? Cleveland. No, he oh, lives Dan here. Wilber. I know who yeah, Dan yeah. Wilber is. And, um, you know, Old English, the sketch group, you know, Raphael Bob Waxberg. He's like a... Anyway, he was on it. I know. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm sure I may have met these people. Yeah. I'm sure I may have met yeah. these people. You may have encountered. It's possible that I definitely met these people. And, uh, yeah, just once a week in the woods. But wow. then I, and then I, but I wanted, I was coming to the city like every single weekend. I was going to Rafifi a lot and watching the shows at Rafifi. And then I tried to transfer to NYU and I got in. So then I moved here. So what did you major in? Um, I went to Gallatin, which is oh, like the, it's a free form. the individualized study program. So I cultivated my own program. I am majoring in a comedy healing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I guess it ended up being, I started, now it's so embarrassing to think about being like, I'm interested in the cultural anthropology of comedy. Is that what you're? Yeah. I mean, that's what it morphed by the end of it. But the beginning, that's where I was. And I was like, like going into Aristophanes and, Ugh. you know, birth of the joke. I know it's, it's truly I'm shameful. into the cultural anthropology it. of comedy, meaning I'm into ruining comedy. Yeah. 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 I'm going to tell you, I'm going to strip it of all its fun. Yeah. And, uh. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. What? So, so you got a degree there? Yeah. And do they say you have a degree in the cultural? No, no. They say you have a degree. It's like an individualized study, and then you can. I don't know actually what the formality is. See, but I feel like I get. I like the free form thing on some level, but I feel like then when people like, if you're trying to get a job, they're like, 
What did you major in? Oh, I, I went to a free form school. Okay, we'll yeah, see you later. I'm a reader. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you later. Yeah. Because I just wanted an answer to my question, what did you major in? Yeah, I, I guess I ended up saying, I ended up saying cultural anthropology just to kind of like... shorthand. Yeah. Did you like Allen? Yeah. I think I did not like college. I think just those years I didn't like. I think New York City is a weird place to go to college. Yeah. I was really happy to be here. And that's sort of what I wanted... I just wanted to get here. I mean, I feel like New York City, you know, I love New York City. It's where I have my home. Yeah. But I, I kind of like that I went to a college town to go to college. Yeah. Because I like the college town experience. I missed out. You blew it. You I've missed bar, out. Though. Yeah. One year. Is that, is there stuff to do in bar in Annandale? There's only like it's 1,100 people small. go to that school, Yeah. Right? It's very tiny. It's beautiful. But it just, I started to feel very claustrophobic very quickly. And you just can't really spend time alone anywhere. Like you just wander and you're constantly encountering. Right. Wander into this eight people who go there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. Got out of there. That must be a weird place to couple up also. Oh, just God. Like, it's kind of like, oh, this, so I guess I'm going to, it's one of you. Yeah. How could you? <laughs> <laughs> one of you is going to be it. I know. I couldn't. My I never did. No? No. Never had a girl, oh, boyfriend? I dated someone who broke me, who shattered me. Oh, really? It was a gentle shatter. You're all right, though. No. Oh, yeah. We're not going to talk about it. <laughs> we don't get too personal here on the uh, topic. Thank podcast. you. We keep it light, but yeah. yet kind of deep. Yeah. It's pith. So have you, uh, let's talk about this John Misty tour you did. Yes. <clears throat> I remember seeing you right before I was yeah, leaving. Yeah, I was like all excited for you. Yeah. It was so great. I you went it. on tour with Father John Misty from Fleet Foxes. Mm -hmm. it's a sort Josh of, Tillman. It's sort of a... What is a solo project? Would you call it? Yeah, this is his solo project. Uh, and he what? He saw you do comedy somewhere. Yeah, he saw me in L.A. at UCB. He just happened to be there. Yeah, um, Nick Thune's show, and uh -huh. he's friendly with Nick Thune, and yeah, and then he came up to me after, and I didn't know who you know. He sort of looked familiar, but was, he was just really sweet. Him and his wife were there, and they were just great. And then didn't think anything of it. And then I think a couple months later, he got my information from Nick and just texted me. Texted and you? Te as I was landing, it was very cinematic because I was flying from Los Angeles to New York. And I was like thinking like, I just want to, you know, get up so much. Now I'm going back to New York. And then he texted me when I landed. You were on your way. He texted you when you landed in LA? When I landed in New York, I opened up my phone. Boom. Hello, this is Josh. It was Stillman. nice of uh, Nick to give out your phone number to, to a strange guy. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. I would have gone email address on that. Straight to text. Or what I, what I really would have done would be like, let me let her know. Why don't I take your email address? Right. Nick Thune's a great guy, but he, he fucked up. It was invasive. So the text was, hey, this is... Um, Hi, it's Josh Tillman, Father John Misty. Would you be interested in going on tour with me? Wow. Here's the... Yeah. So were you at all... Uh, you It must have been an immediate hell yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, immediately. Like, what was it like? Because I've done... Talk. I've done some shows with bands, but yeah. I've never done like it. How many shows did you do? It was like, I think it ended up being like 27 shows. Really? 26, 27. <clears throat> Nonstop. A little over, and it was like 31 days. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. I've never done a, show, a tour that long with a band. Yeah. How would you say? Uh, I was in heaven, truly. Were I loved it. you a little it. terrified? Oh, completely. I, I was, no, terrified. I had so much anxiety. I mean, like the week leading up to it, I couldn't really sleep. I was waking up in the night. I was just like, Jesus Christ. And also just... There were two levels because there was just the real and because it, it was just thinking about the actual shows. And then I just was like the living situation, not knowing anyone being on a bus for a month. So how many people were on the bus? It was you. It was myself, him, uh, his wife, Emma, um, our tour manager, who's also doing sound, a guitar tech, uh, lighting and like a merch guy. So like I didn't do a count. Yeah, like I, I lost it. Yeah. That's not the most crowded bus you could be on, but it's. It uh, was comfortable. Yeah, yeah, it was fine. It was so crowded. fun. Everyone, like, Everyone's luckily, chill, everyone right? was so great. And yeah, I think just like the second day in, I was like, oh, thank God. And it's, I, yeah, if I'm, I mean, I haven't done a ton of, of touring, but it, all my like problems go away. I well, find. <laughs> yeah, no, because there's nothing you don't have. Like, you're not like, oh, I got to go to the dentist. Yeah, everything feels so exotic, like a Macy's in Minneapolis. I'm like, wow. Like, I just love it. So did you stay on the bus? Yeah. there Maybe there were three hotel nights, but it was all the bus. God. It was the bus. And was it those day room? That day room mm -hmm. shit? That's the Showering at the yeah, venue. Yeah, that's where they lose me. Yeah. It's like, oh, venue, shower at the venue? Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't want to do a show that bad. Yeah. I think I've done one shower venue in my life. And it's just, you just think, I think about those towels. I'm like, I know hotels are yeah. probably dirtier than I think they are. I trust too much. But like, I just feel like between, I feel like the hot, I feel like Marriott probably has their towel cleaning system down better than a rock club. Right. There was some, I think it like was the Marriott or something. There's like a sign in the elevator that's like, all the duvets are clean. We, we washed them all. Yeah, there's the like, Hampton Inns do that now. Yeah, it's like, I'm so glad <clears throat> that's not implied. Yeah, I know. You know what they're saying. Yeah. Oh. You know what they're saying. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Kate. I think you know <laughs> so you did, thir- so how were the shows? They were really good. They really were. There were a few that were, the, there was a brutal one that was Vancouver in, in Canada the Commodore Ballroom that was like, it's a very big space. Yeah. It's like an airplane hangar. And there's that thing with bands where there's that barricade between the stage and the audience. Right. So it just felt very strange. I couldn't, but it never got bad. I was sure there, I was like easily half these shows. You're going to, it's, you're, it's going to bomb. It's fine. You're not going to be able to, I mean, I was really prepared for that. Yeah. So I was very pleasantly surprised. What, yeah, Vancouver can either be like you get a standing ovation or it's the worst audience you've ever played to. Yeah. I hate to make generalizations about a city. Maybe I don't maybe I don't even agree with what I just said there. I've had plenty of good shows in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. But also I think it's one of those places where that has a little rep for not having the best audiences. Yeah. Does it amongst okay. people in Vancouver themselves. Yeah. San wow, Diego is brutal too. San Diego, yes. House of Blues, hell. That was actually the worst show. Although I had a tour. great show in San Diego, but I, you know, I, I play a place where I just sort of like. Yeah, I was there. I think I saw. Where, where, where did you play? I played the Casbah. Yeah, I just did, I was just on I, tour with like another band, and I played there. What other band were you on tour? <laughs> this band, uh, it's a band called Lofang. It's my friend um, Matt Hemmerlin, who uh, Hemmerlin, who I met through Rory Scovel, <clears throat> who's a. DC guy and we met a few years ago and I just did a couple shows with him and he just this is his new band that he's been opening for Lord a lot so he's like uh, getting this crazy fan Lo base Fang? Lo Fang yeah and he's like a highly crazy just skilled musician he plays violin and cello and also sings like it's like electronics mixed in with it and he's the voice of an angel really oh yeah oh it's big heartthrob <laughs> yeah Heartthrob and voice of an angel. All oh my of it. God, that's, yeah. that's all you need. Yeah. So getting back to the Father John yes. Misty tour, though. So the places you were playing were like thousand seaters, or yeah, a few of them were maybe the the biggest. I think was like fifteen hundred. The Wiltern in L.A. I oh, think man. is a little over that. Yeah, that was so fun. That was like yeah, that was very dreamy, and yeah, for the most part, they were. Eh, I don't know. We did Town Hall here. Town Hall's nice. Yeah. Beautiful. That's a good place Shockingly to do comedy. beautiful. And yeah. also, like, the front row is like three inches from you. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Yeah, that's a nice play. Yeah. Did he introduce you? Yeah. Did he say you were a comedian? Uh, that's a good question. Well, yes, but then also, no. I started doing a thing where I started coming out with a guitar and just never touching it. Oh. Like, essentially, it was like a necklace. Yeah, it's a little. Um, little uh, What's misdirection there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. They're looking over here. Next thing you know, huh? That's kind of funny. Yeah, they? yeah. Because also just because it was just kind of came out of the necessity of feeling like you think one person happened constantly. Did it? The show here at the um, in Brooklyn, the uh, not the Knitting Factory, Music Hall of Williamsburg was like such a fan, like great show. Felt like everyone was like really in it. And then I got yeah, like a couple. Like an Instagram from some guy who took my picture and it said like, this bitch has been up here for talking for half an hour. Like she hasn't played a song. Like he didn't get it. He didn't, he didn't get it, Todd. She's just one of these musicians who just talks too much. Yeah. Fucking rambling. There are musicians songwriter. that talk too much. Yeah. But. And obviously clearly Josh want... is like funny and his, you know, it's like lyric. He has What kind of, so tell me the humor. intro he gave you. It changed every night. Yeah. I know. Can you believe that? <laughs> don't change the intro. It was very brief. It just was kind of sweet and just, I think he left it open-ending. He just like, here's the enigmatic and beautiful Caperland. You know, just like really? something, yeah. I would have had him say <laughs> that you were a comedian. He just did. Just so they he would did. adjust. He did. Let's get him on the phone. I can't remember. <laughs> Josh? Yeah. Are you going to do another tour with him? Um, I don't think so, no. He's, you know, he just gotten married um, and... 
they're living. I shouldn't give away the personal information. Yeah, the don't address give away their is. home address. Um, but uh, no, I mean, it was, it was a one-time thing. That's cool, though. Oh, did it was you, so much did fun. Did you sell any merch or anything? I have these bracelets that I make. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> How much you sell those for? Five? Oh, my God. Ten? Two. Two? Two. I give them away. I end up just that giving, is them, giving away. them away. I give them away, but I actually so you make give them? them away. I get them made in China under very upsetting conditions. I'll give you one. Have you flown to China to, to explore the I went into the factory the fact- and was horrified. Did you do a fact-finding mission? But, <laughs> but um, Are they really made in China? Yeah. And their bracelets? What do they say? They say... Um, Okay, well, they these ones I have now say Embrace Terror, which is something that I wrote in my notebook and that I just kind of, just like mantra kind of idea, but also that's ridiculous and so hyper. I speak very hyperbolically in general. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, they just, they have my name, my Twitter handle, which is my name. And All then, right, uh, we were going to get to that, Kate. Yeah. You didn't need and to then, muscle that in. <laughs> no, they say Embrace Terror. But I give that's them, a great thing. Like Do you encourage people card. to go through airport security wearing those? Oh, yeah. Well, I travel with them and I have them in bulk and no one's ever said anything. Although Eddie Pepitone told me that he had it on at, in the TSA. I was like, what the fuck does that mean? It's like, it's a joke. Well, really? A joke, you got Eddie Pepitone? Really? That's nice that he got one and me. wore one because if yeah. he gave me one, I probably wouldn't wear it. I know, but the elite have really taken to them. <laughs> Pepitone's a good guy, but I guess he's, is he more of a bracelet guy? He's got an earring. I think these are pink. I think they're great for men. It makes him makes him look like, hey, look at him, I'm supporting a, a woman. The ultimate masculinity really, is fragmented. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really uh, progressive. <laughs> I even got held up at security, I missed my gig, <laughs> to make a statement about uh, artistic freedom. Yeah. So you don't want to? Do you want to do more band stuff? Did I ask you that already? Oh, I would love to. I love. I love it. And yeah. It's. I would love to open for more bands or go on tour with bands. Wow, it's a little scary though. Yeah. So, like, how how far into the, was there a point in the tour where you were like, "All right, I know how to do this now." Um, like, where you learned some things. I think, yeah, it just ended up being more. Uh, yeah, yeah. I can't remember like a moment that something completely shifted, but I think it, it just ended up me just improvising more and just being more um taking up more space being more Were people physical. talking yes but also no it really i was shocked by the level of attention at most of the shows yeah I, i've I think, done that yeah I, 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 i've done shows I was, where i can't but like i did a show with yola tango in the nine thirty club in dc and there's like 1100 oh, people this was years ago and they were like just completely quiet we, I did 9.30 Club with him, and it, it was a really great crowd. That's a good club, that Yeah. Club. Oh, my God. Loved it. The cupcakes, the food. I don't remember what that, but I remember that they were nice and professional. Yeah. So, 9.30 Club, if you're listening. Hey, love ya. 35,000 wired. <laughs> I'll do a 15-minute show. 35,000 wired to me in advance. <laughs> I just like to put numbers like that out there yeah. so people think I'm, there's always one person who thinks you're serious, and then yeah. they... It, it's, it upsets them, and that makes me happy. <laughs> oh, good. They're vacuuming in my hallway. Oh, hey. It's a gorgeous this is near, There's a lot of... It, it is a pretty nice building. I'm glad you're protected. Let's not reveal where I live, but it's... <laughs> I uh, would never. If you know where Sting lives, <laughs> it's... Uh, just go one flight down <laughs> and knock on my door. <laughs> I live below Sting. Yeah, Sting the rock star. What have you done a lot of touring otherwise than that? Otherwise than that? that that's um, a terrible question. But nothing not like I haven't done like a true tour. You got and to. That's, I know. I'm I'm dying for <clears throat> it. Just kind of like weekend here, weekend there, like not trap, but not here, but not not uh, like the full blown Why? Um opportunities. Ugh. I'm figuring th- this next year, that's what I'm trying to Are you trying to get on a sitcom or something? Trying hard. Are you? I mean I, I want to, this year, just be touring more, definitely. And go also, find places. of course, I'll take anything. Yeah. You should go. You know where you should go. This is me telling you what you should do. Yeah. Which is always a nice tone <laughs> to take with people. What I you might want to do, yeah. that's better, right? Mm-hmm. Is hit the cities you went with him where you have some new fans. Yeah. And play like nice 150-seater. Mm-hmm. 100 seater dream 200 seater yes bring a friend to open for you 
pay them terribly. Oh my god. Um, but no, I don't pay them terribly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would love that. I feel like I'm not there yet. Like, or you know, I have to like wait. Like, who's gonna come? I don't know. I mean, Portland and Denver and San Francisco and New York and LA. Um. I'm trying to think of like what cities where I'm like, oh, there are some people there that I Austin to like me. Oh yeah, Austin. But also, you go to the cities and maybe Madison, Wisconsin. Small, yeah, I go to the small small amount of people show up, but then you give them a good show. Yes. Oh my god, time, I'd love that. Next time, more people show up. Oh my god, I'm such the wise That's old the dream. man. Thank you. I'm such a wise old man giving out. I can't believe it. Stuff you already knew. <laughs> that was really really obvious and acting like it's <laughs> acting like it's real deep. When, when, um, so you're moving to LA. I, I know I am. It's really real. It's upon me, but it's also, I refuse to acknowledge the reality because I'm going to be back and I've already been gone a lot because I have been traveling a lot the last year. So yeah, it's just, it feels, you know, I'm just going to do it. I'm from LA. I know you have a place it's to not, stay, right? Yeah. I've been, I've been driving the car I drove in high school. I've been staying at my parents' house and then like house sitting for friends and I'm going to I'm going to be gone. I'm going to be kind of gone the next couple it's months, easy, but then I'll move uh, somewhere. Thing to explore because if you don't like it, you move back. You just say, yeah. "Mom, dad, I'm leaving." <laughs> and then they go, "Yay!" Now they go, "No, don't go." Yeah. Please no. Yeah. Don't go. So are you going out there for uh just cuz there's more opportunities out there? I guess. You get on stage everywhere there, huh? Yeah, I mean that's the thing. There really are so many shows there that no longer I don't have the feeling of that I'm not going to be able to get up a lot. Or um I mean, yeah, I guess yeah, all my language I'm just all my like language surrounding it, it's very just like huh cuz I just it's sad to me, but also it does it's fine cuz I will be back and right. Eh, There's yeah. no reason no, yeah, if you want to do it. I want, I want, I'm, I'm, I've now actually, I like LA. I've been so resistant to the idea of moving there, but something just kind of like shifted and I was like, oh, I do like the city and it's huge and there's so much of it. It is a cool, I do like it too, but I think, you know, it's good once you know people there. Yeah. But if you go there and you don't know anyone, you're not working. I know people are like, this is devastation. Fucking lonely. Yeah. Oh my God. That's how I felt for a long time when I, when I would go. I could not wait to get back to New York, and it was so like, depressed. Like at least if you're, you know, in New York, a little lonely, go walk somewhere to get some go food to, or Go something. to a jazz club. Go to a jazz Walk flamenco, straight to a Friday jazz club. Night. 20, you know, any time of day. Just yeah. go to a jazz club. Go to a flamenco club. <laughs> when you put it like that, I don't understand why you're moving. I know. That's, a, that's what's going to be hard to leave behind. So are you trying to get on a... Do you, do you, have, have you done acting? I, I forgot to look that up. Um, A little bit. I was just in like a little um pilot that is, you know, a pilot. in the trash. Yeah, it's a pilot, Todd. A pilot. I'm looking at my trash. I don't... Uh, and, for um, a network? Yeah, it was a Comedy Central oh. little pilot. It was very, very fun, like getting to do with friends. And um, I'm, I mean, I like... I don't know why I've because before I was into comedy I was into acting of course like I was like Steel Magnolias Truvy you know <laughs> Truvy yeah oh is that who you played I played Truvy I never saw Steel Magnolias oh my god well you have to but I put two and two together on that it's a Dolly Parton yeah role and uh, yeah you know they wanted me for the basketball team but I said no I'm going out for Truvy and I got Truvy they wanted you for the basketball team yeah I can, in, pl- I can play in in high school. That's weird. I would not peg you, and this is a compliment. <laughs> and that thing, it's not an insult to basketball players, but I just don't. I didn't. I just don't see Layups. it. As, it surprises yeah. me. Yeah, it'd be like if someone said I was a basketball player. <laughs> see, I insulted myself. <laughs> We're all good now. Yeah. So they. So you really chose being in a play over. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, and I liked. And so I always loved doing that. I mean, I'm, so, I'm a goddamn ham. It's like I always loved being in the school plays and everything. And then, but doing, you know, comedy them. And then, you know, I got obsessed with stand-up. But, but acting, I guess I've been, because I've been so much in this like stand-up world or mindset that acting, I mean, I, I really hate, of course, who, I hate auditioning. I hate, it feels completely alien. I didn't like, I'll get in front of, I become someone else. I like drop my voice. I like move back. I become completely flat. 
like I'm animated in person and I fear that. So then I'm just like, like I just completely, I morph. Yeah. I freeze. I morph. Oh, when you're auditioning. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's hell. I, I think the worst thing, and I do this is I'm a bad auditioner. You should just give me the part. Yeah. But I'm also not, you know, I'm very humble about my acting. Yeah. As You're, I've said yeah, many, many you times. Do it. Now, as many times I'll talk to you about how humbler humble how, I am. How do you do it? Do you just yeah. Uh no, I always just feel like there's someone else can do this. <laughs> you don't need I'll take it, but if you went with someone else, I'm not gonna go, You're making a mistake. <laughs> there's only one person who could play the guy in line at the airport. That's me. The only one. What's the last thing you auditioned for? Do you get? A, did you do a lot of auditions here? Yeah. Well, I, when I'm here, I inevitably like put some stuff on tape or whatever. Oh, this is actually. I want to like read you. Yeah, read I'm gonna me. I'm going to read you this breakdown because it was so. I'm going to find it very quickly. Very quickly. It's going to be worth it. I just checked my phone. I got a mail enhancement email. Oh, I love to, let's see. Okay. I'll of course protect the identity of yeah. the show is, but, um, twenties female. Uh-huh. Okay. The youngest, the youngest British daughter comedically grotesque, perhaps deformed. <laughs> You're like, nice. Very I'm glad you thought of me for this one. <laughs> Very dumb, but there's an inherent sweetness about her. Nobody's quite sure what's wrong with her. Think a prettier sloth from the Goonies. Could be either a woman in prosthetics or a man in drag. Actress should be a darling of the comedy scene and well-versed in improvisation. I like that they say, when they say think, okay. Yeah. Thanks oh, for letting me know what you is. think. I was like, she's grotesque. And she's I also retarded. like that they say you can. But she's sweet. We're willing to use prosthetics. Oh, so you don't want like a grotesque. <laughs> That's kind of discriminatory yeah. to actual dis- people who are already grotesque. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's so funny that they're... So, I think maybe I they passed. put that in. You did? I passed. Oh. British accent. Like Cockney accent. And then what are you going to do? Like, do not you feel be good deformed? when you pass on something? Mm, that rush. It is kind of a rush. I, also, I get a rush when I do. Because I think... Because I, it seems... I felt like it's so absurd because I like who am I to be like, no. But also it's just... You are who? Why? 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 Yeah. Are you, why can't you say no to something? Yeah, yeah. I guess now I'm. I'm just kind of also because was it the hell a ne- of auditioning and putting or, uh... it on? Um, yeah. Yeah. That, um, it was a network show. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't feel good about it, then. Uh... Also, putting yourself on tape is, is is you have to get a friend to do it. You're asking them oh, yeah, to do yeah. it. It's I've, just horrible. I mean, I've done that where like it didn't even occur to me that like one time I did it. I was in a hotel room in Tulsa, mm-hmm. and it's like I had to do this audition. I'm sitting there looking into my webcam. I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I better get ready for this part. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna get this one." But you're like, "Just I just did the lines, but then I, I feel like I just told the story. But who cares? Yeah, I repeat things. Yeah, the uh, yeah. Then I had like Tom Chalou help me with an audition. He mm-hmm. came over. He had a you know had a mic. And, oh, well, we did it on God. his iPhone, but he's like, "Here, we'll mic you up and we'll." Uh, it's like, oh, that's the way you do it. That's the way to do it and still not get the part. Yeah. No, I'm just in my apartment, like exposed wires. It's weird that and... they would want you to, uh, like, yeah, put yourself on tape. Oh, can I, do you want me to film the show as well when you? <laughs> yeah. It's. Yeah. yeah, we want you to be the camera person. Uh, <laughs> we're going to, we're going to judge you. There, I wonder if that's, maybe that'll be the new headshots business where there's just uh-huh. some dude with a camera. Who's just like come in here? I'll read lines with you. Yeah, that's actually great. That must exist already. There, it absolutely must. Oh God, yeah. I'm just thinking about acting classes in LA, or I did one, and just, uh-huh. and I'm not opposed to acting class at all. I'm like, yeah, I should take a goddamn class. But um, yeah, the the culture. I mean, obviously, it's like we all know, but just the culture surrounding that in LA is very scary and the culture weird. Culture what? Surrounding like acting classes and like. The, like scams and yeah, there's a lot of scams out yeah. there. There's and a lot of those. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of things where you're like, this, you don't go to this acting school. Yeah. God, the, the, there's a lot. I feel like there's way more like dreamers out there. Oh, completely. Than there are in New York. Yes, yes, but it's such a strange like 
dreamers who just kind of it's like bypassing so much yeah, like just like, guys a, who put like immediately a up like hire me and stuff like that yeah pin their like headshots to like yogurt shop bulletin boards they're there oh i didn't know you could do that you can just pin it right up think of how people see that in a day oh, hold know? on i'll be right back <laughs> the yogurt shop just down the street <laughs> and i just bought some pins <laughs> just bought some new pins i got a whole shipment of headshots i'm glad that headshot days are over of ordering are they i think are i they? hope so because i recently somebody my headshot i have like a bowl cut it's like i have this my hair is so short i look full latina i like in that audition that they said they wanted a comedy darling that's a weird thing yeah. to ask for like yeah i know very... what does that mean like we want someone who's already like maybe there's someone who's good who's not considered a darling yet yeah i should really be in charge of casting I'm that show darling. yeah so what do you got coming up kate oh you know I mean, I'm excited for this month, just doing a bunch of shows here. When do you move? The end of the end of this month. I'm already considering extending it because a friend of mine is going to be out of town. And I'm like, being able to just stay in people's apartments, it's so here. hard to refuse. Yeah. Did you buy your plane ticket? Um. Yeah. Mm. But if it's if I can stay in a place for free for like two weeks, you know, I don't know. That yeah, that more just that leave. change fee is not going to be what two weeks rent would be. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. we'll see. We'll see. I'm trying to just keep, I'm like throwing out all my stuff. I have this dream of having like a minimalist because I just, I carry, I hold on to everything. I used to be much more like kind of OCD, like hoarder tendencies for real. Yeah. I got a little of that. Yeah. Oh, I found, I was cleaning out this apartment. I took, I had an old comforter. That was my, <laughs> this was my comforter for a couple of years. And then I, I had to like just get rid of it because it was so gross. I need to get a new one. And I cut out a square of it. <laughs> I've done that. I've, I've taken pictures it. of things that I throw out. Maybe like I a swab, that. like a fabrics swatch. I mean, that I feel like Jesus. you know. On one hand, you're like, oh, that's that's. There's no need to do that. But if it makes you feel good to do it, then you just, yeah. But so I what? think those behaviors, it feels good, but it's not. You have to like train yourself out of that. Because I still have these like little, just remnants. I've never like truly struggled with OCD, but just these like little, like little kind of like good luck rituals that I've done. Like every time I fly or whenever I leave an apartment, and I'm letting go of them slowly. Um. <laughs> Definitely. Well, I, I always, without fail, see, it's almost like I'm scared to say it because, well, that helps you eliminate it. It's little things like I always, without fail, touch the outside of the airplane when I go in. Just put my hand on it. <laughs> I never even thought of doing that. I don't even know you're allowed to do that. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to do because I'll have a lot of stuff and I'll have to really position myself. And I do it. It's like so casual. You would never know. You should uh, update. I really need to touch the pilot before I... <laughs> I need to touch the pilot, the co-pilot. <laughs> I need to touch all the bathrooms. <laughs> hey, I I bought my coach ticket. Yeah. So you just touch the plane. I touch the plane every time since I mean for it's like a, like a, so long. Is it like a knock on wood type thing? Yeah, I just kind of gently rest my hand on the outside of the plane. I used to, and then when I was younger, I would do a thing with the safety like brochure where I'd have to tap every single square like they have the images it'd be nice if that people did read those things ago. yeah <laughs> instead of treating it as like this past who's talking to you yeah it's like well you don't Completely. remember any you don't know any of that i still don't even know that stuff i'm gonna read it next time yeah yeah okay do you have anything <laughs> you want to plug um let's see i'm doing i'm doing a show with my um my friend john early who i collaborate with a lot oh, yeah i did a show with him the other night he was funny oh yeah oh yeah he's, he's amazing we're doing our show at ucb east next tuesday or this upcoming Tuesday, the 17th. The 17th. This might come out on the 17th. Oh, my God. Come tonight. Aparna Nancherla opening. She's funny. She was just on my podcast. Yes. She's a So what is friend. your show? Uh, it's the two of us. It just, it's, it's sketch, essentially. It's the third time we've done it. It's very kind of just thrown together in a way. We're meeting today to be like, what are we going to do? But it's um, it's very fun. It's short. It's like under an hour. That's my... That's under an hour like this podcast is going to be under, under an, hour. an hour we're going to get you out real quick and uh you know we'll show a couple of videos and do you do stand-up on it no it's not stand-up which is it's the first thing that i've ever not done that's so not it's like sketches but i don't even like because it's not even sketches it's, presentation. it's like we're yeah it's like a presentation it's uh it sounds like a mess honestly <laughs> it no, is it, a mess it is a mess and what's it called it's called hey it's called hey and is, like you're doing TM. it every tuesday no, no, no. This is just like that. It's like the Comedy Central corporate retreat oh. thing. That's And that's just this Tuesday. It's called Hey, H-E-Y? Hey, as in hey. Yeah. And then like the trademark symbol. 
Oh, that's that's not too complicated. Yeah. <laughs> that's some that's a good name. Five dollars. It's you like gonna explaining be explaining things every time. Yeah. Five dollars. That's five dollars. Oh my god. Make a reservation. And what time's it at? Eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. Let's Get dinner at Goat Town. You may have just I've <laughs> I've eaten at Goat Town. Yeah. Make sure you um hopefully this podcast will be up. You might some people might have to scramble. Scramble? But there are some people who are probably going. Oh my God, I got something to do tonight. This is beautiful. Please tell me if it's from hearing this podcast and I'll. Seriously. I'll be sure to. It'll be $4 to get in. <laughs> yeah. And you Free have a bracelet to anyone that mentions it. Your website is what, it. Kate Berlant? Um, yeah. If you just, well, Kate Berlant, just Google that. My Tumblr comes up and all my dates are on there. Kate Berlant and Kate Berlant on Twitter. Yes, please. Verified? Come on. Yes or no? No. Okay. Now I feel terrible. <laughs> unverified but hopeful well thanks for being here kate thank you good luck in la oh my god i'll be back she'll be back everyone <laughs> not on this podcast that's for sure <laughs> not after that performance no i'm joking i'll be back cool thanks for being here thank you all righty let me give you an exciting update something that happened right after i stopped recording kate berlant i asked her if she had kateberlant.com because I always think people should get their URL. She said she didn't, and uh, I made her buy it on the spot. So you can go to kateberlant.com, and that was my doing. Didn't have to do that. Did it anyway. You can also go to toddberry.com or at toddberry on Twitter. Um, I have a special, which I've mentioned a lot, but I'm going to keep mentioning it. It's my all crowd work special. I did a seven city tour, didn't do any jokes, just did uh, crowd work. It's a little film, like 74 minutes, produced by Louis C.K., directed by Lance Bangs, and you can get it at louisck.net or .com. I think he owns both of those. And go to feralaudio.com to see uh, other podcasts that they have besides mine. It's not all about me. Alrighty. See you next time. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub. Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase.